This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the happy hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico, joining you for another hour, and I'll be on for another four hours after this, so get used to my voice because you're going to hear it a lot today. Joined by Bach today. Bach, how you doing? Oh, not too bad. You ready for another hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on for a few more hours. You ready to, you ready to go through some uh, more NFL draft class? Oh, absolutely. All right, everybody. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarger Heyman text line. You guys can text in uh, your thoughts on some of these NFL draft. No, I'm kidding. We might go through some draft classes. We might talk about some other stuff. Just uh, just, just some things going on here in the in the world of sports. But again, I'm Rico, joined by Bach. Happy hour. Nick is out taking some classes because he's got some stuff to take care of. You know, he's being a student About and everything. About to graduate pretty soon. Yeah, he's just being a, he's being a nerd. Why why can't he just graduate already? <laughs> you know, he's just trying to get things done. But um, me and Bach are joining you here now. And a little update, actually, from uh, Nebraska Bowling, who is down in Las Vegas at the Final Four of the National Championships. They are playing McKendry, the defending national champions, and they won the... So I'm not 100% how the games go or the matches go, but um, they... Okay, see, and this is, this is the confusing part. Okay, so they won the first game. So, okay, they took game one, 1,134 to 1,037, right? hmm And um, in... Now they are, their latest tweet says they had nine strikes to close game four. They're heading into the final game, and they are currently up 956 to 797. So I think, I'm not 100% sure how the scoring or the game system works, but I know that they're up by 159 points in this second one, and they won the first one. I don't know how many they have to win, but right now they're doing a really good job holding off McKendry. Again, the defending uh, national champions, it's McKendry, Nebraska, Stephen F. Austin and Vanderbilt all down in Vegas uh, vying for the national championship. Mm. And Nebraska Bowling currently going against the defending champions, doing a really good job. At least, at least that's what the numbers are. At least, at least as far as what we based do. on what I can understand. Well, you don't get – I mean, obviously at that level you don't get a handicap. That's what confuses us about our bowling league is uh, I couldn't tell, um, you know, because how many points you're ahead depending on your handicap, that matters. But obviously mm-hmm. no handicap. Well, they won the first – so they won the first one by – Mm, like a hundred and three points, right? Hmm. Yeah, a hundred and three points. And then they started it, so it said Baker match versus McKendry. I don't know what Baker match means, but it said starting up game two, Nebraska was at two hundred points, McKendry was at two seventeen. So I think it was after like the first frame of the first five bowlers. Again, not a hundred percent how the scoring works, but they were down by seventeen starting up game two. So but now they are up by 159, which seems like a lot. 
I'm not the greatest bowler, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems like uh, it seems like almost too much that I don't think that I understand the system, uh, because I would I would think that that that's like a, another bowler. They're like a head by a bowler. They're a head by like an entire bowler. <laughs> by an entire bowler. So I wish I'm confused. Yeah, I know this. This makes me makes us sound you know ridiculous because we don't know what we're talking about. Um, we have the bowlers on you know mm-hmm. once a week, every week. We should know more about this. But I can tell you they are doing really well. They're ahead of McKendry right now. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're playing for the national title. I mean, that's... Well, this one... So it's the Final Four. So this is the first one. And if they win this, then they go on to face whoever else is down there. Yeah. I think I think it's Stephen F. Austin and Vanderbilt. But I could be wrong. We'll see. Vanderbilt's not supposed to be good at bowling. I remember... So so the head coach, the head bowling coach was on... And I should know his name. And I just I was just spacing it right now. He was on with early break. And he was talking about Vanderbilt. How they're not like a traditional... Or or they walk around like they're, you know, hot stuff. But I, I don't exactly remember what he said. But he wasn't he wasn't the biggest fan of Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay, they have Paul some, Klempa. They have some swagger to them. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest fan of Vanderbilt. Interesting. So they, I mean they've uh, well I mean if you can bull well and you get a degree from Vanderbilt you look yeah, it looks I pretty might good have some swag it looks too, pretty yeah. good some Vanderbilt swag I'd <laughs> be okay right. with that also an update I'm just gonna update you guys on some of the some of the happenings going on uh, around Nebraska athletics because the men's gymnast gymnastics teams gymnastics team is at NCAA qualifiers uh, session one. Um, where are they at? It says the rec hall. So they're they're in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. They're going up against Air Force, Army, Illinois, Navy, and Stanford. And through rotate through three rotations, they are currently in second place um, with two hundred one point nine three zero points, um, while Stanford is at a score of two thirteen six ninety five uh, in first. But those two are far and away the the two best teams. Um, because third place is Illinois at 199. So Nebraska and Stanford um, doing their thing, and they are going on to the vault right now uh, for men's gymnastics. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting, too, just as Nebraska's um, athletic department overall. I know they updated the um, – I can't, can't forget what they called the Learfield Cup or something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the, the athletic department award basically for all, all your sports. And I know Nebraska was in a pretty significant hole heading into the winter season, and, and you were thinking, man, this might be an all-time low. The last time the, the standings were updated, though, they were like 41st. Obviously, you know, a championship in bowling could go a long way. Um, and, you know, wherever they finish in gymnastics, I know they, you know, they've had some some really good uh, outcomes from from their from their winter sports um, to boost it. And I know, you know, 41st doesn't sound great. I mean, but again, this was this was from a place where uh, Nebraska was, you know, kind of flirting with. I think in the eighties or something, if, mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have had some good results here. So, um, you know, and that's something that I think is interesting because we all know, you know, what moves the money around here is football, but Trev Alberts, you know, and his job as the athletic department and, and, and kind of what he's been saying is try to, to get everybody to move upward and kind of in one motion, right together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does seem like some of the, you know, sure there's going to be some sports that are going to need retooling and uh, kind of reconfiguring and all that. But it's, it does seem like, Nebraska, just as a whole, um, seems to be competing in in, in a lot oh, yeah. of sports. That, like you said, for the for that cup, uh, it takes into account all of the sports that you have on campus. So there are schools like Stanford, who has a million sports that they compete in, who will have the upper hand. But Nebraska, as a whole, all of their sports, 
for the most part, um, have been, have had pretty successful seasons. I was going back, like you said, going coming out of the winter, they they weren't the highest or they were at 41st. Um, I did remember one of the teams that had a really good finish, had a couple or had at least one national champion, the rifle team. Mm. They finished sixth at nationals. So I'm sure that that helped boost the score up a little bit. Um, like you said, um, the women's gymnastics team made the national tournament, ended up falling out in Denver uh, in that first round of it. Uh, the men's team doing a really good job right now in the first round, the bowling team at, in the final fours. Wrestling was top 10. Right? Wrestling was top 10. And we've got an update from Wet Blanket. Thank you, Wet Blanket. Uh, the final four is double elimination. The participants are NU, McKendree, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas State. Okay, so I was wrong. It was not Stephen F. Austin. Uh, Arkansas State. But either way, Nebraska, all sports have been doing a really good job. Hopefully, the you know some of the sports that haven't had the, the greatest success are, are unfortunately the, the biggest moneymakers in football and men's basketball. Hopefully, those two can get it turned around because everywhere else seems to be having a lot of success. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, we watched the track and field. Uh, you know, they had a pretty good – a uh, pretty good year. Um, Outdoor, there. I think the men are ranked sixth, and the women are nineteenth, wow. somewhere around there. Yeah. So they're all they're having a great outdoor as well. It's it's yeah. going to be a great season on the track. Uh, Although I don't think they're going to have a home meet because there's no stands at the outdoor track. It does look beautiful though. There's no stands though, <laughs> so I don't think they're going to have a home meet. Unfortunately, they're going to makes me very add sad. The stands. Uh... I don't I don't know where they're going to put the stands. It doesn't yeah. look like there's a lot of room, lot of room for stands in the middle. <laughs> That would be ridiculous. That would be really strange. <laughs> uh, different, uh, you know. I, mean, I don't know why you would do that, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, Nebraska basketball, though, like you mentioned, um, you know, I do feel good about where this program's going, and you know, obviously under Fred Hoiberg, it's been. Um, you know, it obviously we got a lot better last year, but a couple of years ago, uh, you know, obviously the first couple of years under his tenure, not a whole lot of wins. I was saying this earlier. I look at their roster now and. You know, not to, not to downplay, you know, some of the contributions of got anybody that, that makes the roster. But, you know, most of the time in Nebraska basketball history, you look at it and you just see, um, you know, a project or guys that um, that that maybe aren't living up to what your expectation was coming in. But they're still a good teammate at the end of the bench. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily see that with this team now. And, and, and maybe some of these, you know, the, the transfers that coming in, uh, you know, you still have to see them. But I think it's a pretty darn full roster of guys that I think can play and compete. Um, and it, it, and I don't, you know, I, you hate to say wasted scholarship or anything like that, but uh, I guess, I guess my point is when I look at the scholarship distribution chart, it's like, there's like 13, you know, once they get the extra recruit, they have two more scholarships. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see what it is, what it ends up being. So maybe the last two aren't going to be good, but they, I mean, they've got great guys on campus. And so that's kind of more to your yeah. point. Uh, my point with like Latrell Wright, Seller, Hunter Salas, if they're able to add them, uh, they've got another guy who has, who's, I don't have my, my name. His name John Hewley isn't coming in. John Hewley is not coming in. No, after the, the commitment from rink mass, John Hewley, the big man yeah. from Pitt, uh, canceled his visit to Nebraska. He was going to visit um, this weekend, I believe. Yeah, the 17th through the 19th, yeah. so not this weekend. But he was going to visit the 17th through the 19th, um, but he's no longer visiting Nebraska. I believe he has a visit with Oklahoma scheduled for this weekend, and then he was going to come back from Oklahoma to visit Nebraska. But, uh, yeah, no, no longer visiting Nebraska, so missing out on the, um, I think he's six foot nine, six foot ten, big man from Pitt. 
but it kind of gives you an idea of, of of the role that they that they see Rink Mast in. I mean, this is you know you kind of think okay, because when I was thinking you know because if John Healy was still going to visit and maybe give Nebraska an opportunity, then you would think um, you know you kind of wonder like they're going to battle out for the starting spot. But you got to believe that Rink Mast is right there. Now you still have Breidenbach, you still have Blaze Keita mm-hmm. uh, to battle with. But I think that this kind of gives you an idea of where they think Rink Mass uh, fits in. But the the name I was looking for a guy that will be here actually with Latrell Wright Sell Jr. Um, I believe today, the race that starts today, is Brady Dunlap, a four-star high school prospect who has mm. Nebraska in his Final Four, a former Notre Dame commit, a shooter um, in particular who has North Carolina and Villanova in his Final Five. So it's not all. It's not every day that Nebraska could maybe win, uh, especially a college player. Uh, excuse me, a high school player heading mm-hmm. straight, you know, straight to college, not not out of the transfer portal, but a high school player um, that has North Carolina on his list. It's so. the weirdest final five that he has his top five it is kind of strange nebraska north carolina okay so hold on north carolina villanova yes. yeah i get that cream of the crop yeah teams. that makes yeah. sense that makes sense st john's okay you know they're 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 pretty good they just got a new coach rick patino yeah. is there now so i understand that one as well penn state yeah. and nebraska <laughs> the two big 10 schools you're just looking at them like what is you have two Big Ten schools and they're Nebraska and Penn State, an ACC school in North Carolina, and then two Big East schools, Villanova and St. John's. Yes, but you know St. John's has, like I just said, they have Patino, so that's yeah. they're on the up and up. Hopefully, maybe um, you would think that wherever he goes, he usually has a lot of success as long as yeah. uh, he he you know stays coaching and keeps it everything on the court and no off the court uh, mistakes from Patino, but. Um, it's a strange top five. Well, the other thing, too, is when I think about St. John's, it's like every time Nebraska played him, they, they played him a couple times this last couple of years under Mike Anderson, they looked like Nebraska not only was like outclassed that day, but just didn't look like they belonged on the same court no. as St. John's. No. And then St. John's would Their go on. Their players look different. Yeah. And then St. John's would go on to have a mediocre year and not make the tournament to the point yeah. that Mike Anderson is no longer there. Finished like 500 or below 500 in the Big yeah. East. And you're just like, what? how did Nebraska lose by 20 to these When guys? Nebraska plays them, they look like a, a group of future NBA players. You're like, this team could make this team could make a run in the NCAA yeah. tournament. And then they don't even make the NCAA tournament. And uh, another, uh, also on that note, um, I think it's Andre Curbelo, uh, the former Illinois, uh, basically six man of the year in the Big Ten, I think a few years ago, um, and then kind of didn't live up to what he was replacing Ayo DeSumo and, and just didn't live up to, to that hype, went to St. John's. Now he's transferring again because of the coaching change. So. Mm. Hey, he gets a unique transfer and he can play right away. Yeah. Shout out to coaching changes. Yes. <laughs> and Curbelo, because I remember when he was injured uh, at Illinois on the bench, he was talking trash. Didn't to he get teed up? Guys. Yeah. He got teed up yeah. from the bench in street clothes. <laughs> yeah. Who Wasn't does that? Playing. Yeah. Who does that? That's ridiculous. Know, but he was he was quick. I mean, he is still going to be playing, so I was going to say he was. I don't know where he's going to be playing, but he is a quick guard. Maybe he'll come to Nebraska. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I Nebraska's, so. Nebraska's got their their fill. Like you just said, they've got um, Hunter Salas visiting uh, for the spring game. Latrell Wrightsell in town now. I, I think getting Latrell Wrightsell would be massive for, for Nebraska men's basketball just because he's – I, I got to be careful how I say it. I, he's more proven than some of the other guys that they're targeting because although he played at Cal State Fullerton – he averaged somewhere like 17 points a yeah. game, and if you watch them play or if you watch some of the things that he was able to do, 
he's got that clutch gene. He's got the ice in his veins. He hit a couple game winners for Cal State Fullerton. Um, they just missed out on the NCAA tournament. They made the conference title game uh, in their conference and, and ended up losing in the title game for that. So they just missed out on the NCAA tournament. Or or I think, you know, if they were in the tournament, Latrell would have done some some pretty good things and got his name out there so when he did enter the transfer portal I think a lot more schools would be looking at him it's not like a lot of schools aren't looking at him but um we'll see hopefully at least for me on my wish list Latrell is is number one uh to, to play in a Husker jersey yeah it's interesting too because I think they have uh what two two uh, scholarships right now yep only two and unless uh, I mean people can still leave people can still leave so it, I guess it depends because if you get Let's say they 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 snag Latrell and and Salas. That's two more guards that you're adding on top of an already you know guard heavy roster. You got to expect at least one person maybe to to end up leaving. Yeah, and obviously you're gonna you're gonna kind of be thinking about uh, Kase Tamanaga when he makes his decision. We're kind of kind of waiting on that. But I guess my point is, if you have two scholarships and you have this Brady Dunlap, and you have Latrell Wrightsell Jr. Uh, and Hunter Salas, and I'm sure there's other targets that you mm-hmm. know. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. Is it, again goes to I, I think it's pretty gonna be com- pretty competitive um, to play even at Nebraska next year, if you get those guys, it's going to be competitive to get those last two spots. Um, and then, like I was saying, here's, so here's the team as of next year, as of today. Um, and I just I, I see a lot of guys. I could see any of these guys playing, basically, uh, significant minutes. Kasey Tamanaga, Juwan Gary, who, by the way, could play two more years at Nebraska. Oh. Uh, Rink Moss, uh, Bryce Williams. These are the, the, the new guys also could play two years at Nebraska. C.J. Welcher, Blaze Keita, Wilhelm Breidenbeck, Jamarcus Lawrence, Quran uh, McPherson, and Ramel Lloyd. And then Eli Rice, who is is coming coming in, in from IMG, yeah, and 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 it looks like a guy that could play pretty, you know, right away. So, um, you know, Quaron McPherson obviously coming off of injury, Ramel Lloyd taking the redshirt year, um, but I don't know if if you if you hear a guy there that you can just say I don't think he's going to play next year. I don't know who it is because I think all those guys are, you know, that's 11 spots. I would like to keep all of them. I would like to keep all of them, but unfortunately that's probably not going to happen. But who's even going to play amongst those? Like who's going to be your core eight guys? Exactly. It's going to be competitive. Unless you're running a really deep bench. Yeah. I think you're just swapping in and out, I guess. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, On that note, we are going to take a break here on the happy hour. Up next, big announcement. We've got uh, Hope Shortridge coming in, and she's going to talk about some of the stuff that she's going to be doing um, right here on 93.7 The Ticket. So keep it tuned right here to the happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket, and uh, we'll be right back. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 